Yeah, no, so we were talking a little bit earlier about the word, and today's topic is going to be on things that you probably didn't know about offense. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I can, I feel confident that the things that we're going to be talking about today, most people probably haven't thought, either thought of it that way or heard of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. We were talking about this. The topic actually yeah. came up the other day after the after one of the broadcasts. We went to lunch because we actually do like each other in real life. Um, it's not just an act that we do. Um, <laughs> maybe pastor, but but at least Marky and I like each other. So <laughs> we went out to lunch and we talk not just teasing each other. We'll talk about anything like free rain a lot of the times and Monday the Lord really just started dropping things that I'd never heard pastor share on before when it came to offense and how it worked and really like I left the conversation and I was so excited about it because it made the subject make sense to me like for example have you ever just been frustrated with something maybe somebody told you something and it just you're like, I, I am irritated right now, and I don't even know why I'm irritated right now, but I'm irritated. Yeah. Or it just, something ticked you off and you didn't know why. Today's broadcast is, I believe, going to unlock those things, the reason why it happened, and as soon as it's unlocked, we're then going to be able to step into more unity, peace, overall yeah. as a whole, truly is what I believe is going to happen today. So if you've yeah. never shared the broadcast before, let today be the day because this topic will help solve so many issues in so many relationships and just make it better. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, what's been really cool for me on this is I've uh, just learning about offense and stuff. Uh, When we were talking about it the other day, it brought to light how you can be offended and not know it. Yeah. And that's what was so interesting is – like, you know, some people are, like, more open with it. Like, I'm offended. I don't like that. <laughs> then there's me, like, everything's fine. I love everybody and everything. Nothing's and ever wrong. Nothing is ever <laughs> wrong. And, like, I could actually do, do that to the point of, like, convincing myself. Yeah. And then not being, like, not realizing what I'm, what's going on in and of myself. So this really brings to light how some people, you can actually be offended and not know it. Yeah. But it definitely still needs to be dealt with. Yeah. Well, and... One of the things that we'll get to today is the diff. Like, so for me, I one of my fleshly ditches has been anger. Like, that's where my flesh has wanted to go very quickly yeah. if I'm not purposing to control it. And I used to feel so condemned as a Christian over that because I was like, I don't even know why I'm frustrated right now. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know why it's happening. And in the conversation that we had the other day, pastor was explaining the difference between being offended with someone specifically versus something crossing your belief system. Yeah. And I was like, it just, it clicked for me in a way it hadn't before of, oh, if you say something, it's not that using you in particular because you're anointed to direct me and correct me. If you say something to me and it's like an uh, reaction, it's not me being 
offended at you, pastor, necessarily. Right. It can be you're putting a finger on something I'd held on to, yeah. and it's a belief, not yeah. you. And that yeah. helped me because there have been times I felt so dishonoring toward you or Pastor Nicole because that feeling, well, you know, like that feeling will come. You'll, you have said things before and it's like, mm, I don't like that. And I felt bad because I was like, yeah. does that mean I don't like our friendship, our, our relationship, yep. pastorship? It just, it helped clarify a lot. Well, one of the, you know, it's even, I, I'm, I was thinking about this. I, I was actually going to tell you what I was doing was there was a couple of scriptures I wanted to give to you today talking on this. And I was looking those up real quick. But I was thinking, I was like, some people are probably offended because you're talking and I'm on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> this is a great is example. This is a great true. example because Shut I'm up, looking Eric. like, yeah, I'm looking, you <laughs> know, true. very uninterested, but they don't know. I actually told you, open up the discussion while I finish looking at this. That was, uh, or they, they don't know that. to hear you. Or they want to hear me. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And they're offended because of it. And so, <laughs> right out the gate, really strong. I know, like the Holy Ghost orchestrating stuff is so funny. For the to people me. who are like, I yeah. don't need to hear this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's the truth. And you're going to see how that's so. Like, yeah. this is a topic that we don't understand fully. And I, th I thought you brought up a really good point that needs to be discussed. So, we'll talk about three things. Ultimately, we're talking about some things about offense that most people are not aware of. Second thing is, uh, or, or that's uh, the overall, but one of the things we need to talk about is your shield of faith, mm -hmm. okay? The second, the second thing that we need to talk about is how does, our, how does offense and our shield of faith affect relationships? Mm -hmm. So the first thing, let's talk about that first because one of the items is that we, that I've found is that people are so quick today to burn bridges. Yeah. Like they will burn bridges at the drop of a hat. I mean, yeah. they'll just, and many times those are covenant connections yeah. that they burn and they'll just burn them. And uh, the Lord very early on dealt with me about that and said, when people do the wrong things to <laughs> you, Never should you return wrong for wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm calling you to love, not, okay, they did wrong, so that gives me a right to not operate in love or to do wrong. Yeah. That never should take place in you. And so, like, for example, one of the things that we've found is, let's say somebody leaves the church. You know, I'm not their enemy. Like many times they believe that I'm their enemy, right? And and I and the issue is we're gonna talk about that, but the issue is I'm not their enemy. We're on the same team. Whether or not you feel like that or not, that's not up to me to tell you how to think. But I can't think we're on we're enemies when the devil is the enemy, you yeah. know. And and the Lord called me and gave me in his word, just like he gave everybody else, a command to strive for unity, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to be striving for unity if I'm constantly burning bridges everywhere. So let's say that we have a disagreement and you go elsewhere. Um, I'm not going to treat you bad. Yeah. I'm not going to treat you wrong. And some people be like, he's just so fake. He doesn't like me anyway. It's like, no, I disagree with you on that point, but I like you. I love you, you know, in that, in that way. 
Well, l- l- let me take that back. I love you. I might not like you. Um, and that's okay, yeah. right? That's an okay thing. Um, but the issue is, regardless of whether or not I like you or not, I'm commanded to love, and I'm going to do that. Yeah. And that means love is to give to you unconditionally whether I like you or not. Right. You see what I mean? And so I'll I'll see... I've seen people that left, and I'll see them out in public, and I'll just be like, hey, how are you doing? It's so good to see you. Are you doing well? And and I know that a lot of times in their mind, they're like, "How he's being hypocritical. He really doesn't like me. And it, no, I'm not being hypocritical. I'm actually being loving in yeah. that way. What I've done is I've not allowed offense to burn the bridge. Yeah. And if that person <laughs> decided, you know what, we need to go back to Boomerang. We need to go back to, you know, to be a part of the church with Pastor yeah. Brian. We're going to be like this, praise God, so good to see you. But yet the devil will talk to people and they'll hold them off and, and they'll never come back because they're ashamed. Um, one time somebody was coming back and they're like, we've just been so ashamed to, to come. We know we're supposed to be there, but we've been so ashamed. I was like, don't be ashamed. You know what you're going to receive from people? Yeah. You're going to receive the love of God. But many times mentally, that's more than people are willing to take and mm-hmm. willing to put up with. So very rarely do you see somebody repent in that way. And that's one of the problems of offense is it is it will hold us back from the perfect will of God. Yeah. And one of the things that you see about offense, and this is a key, I'm going to just drop this key to you right now, is offense by definition of the original word offense is directly tied to a stumbling block. Mm -hmm. And so now this is what I want you to see, that when we get offended, it causes us to trip in life. We will not run the race. It it messes us up. It stops the progress. And we said it a couple weeks ago, we said it a couple weeks ago that uh, you can't be offended. Like somebody can't do something and offend you. That's not possible. You have to take the offense, Yeah. right? You have to yeah. take it. And so if you're taking offense, instantly you cause your own self to stumble. And somebody might have done something that was a catalyst to make you want sure. to take offense, but it is our choice because when God has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness— the one thing that he says in that is that I've given you everything you need to not be offended, mm-hmm. yeah. to not stumble. Life and godliness, there's nothing in that that says stumble. Yeah. And if offense is stumbling, then he's already granted us everything to not allow that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, offense is a choice, but it's a choice that will always cause us to stumble. And so we can be offended at God, we can be offended at people, we can be offended at our pastor, we can be offended at our spouse, we can be offended at so many different things if we choose to, but it is a choice, all right? Now, so never should we allow uh, an offense. Let's say that somebody messes up. Let's say that you do something and and it is a true mess up on your part. And, uh, well, who, who hadn't messed up? Sure. And, and what does the Bible tell me I should do? Forgive you, you know? Now, if you're messing up to a point that is causing other people harm, including myself, 
then I might not need to hang around you, sure. but I shouldn't take offense over it and I shouldn't stay in unforgiveness. Sure. I might not, wisdom, you know, be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. I might not hang around you as much, but I'm not going to be offended at it and I'm not going to break covenant. Yeah. You see, I've had many people that have caused hurt uh, to my life, to people around me and everything, but I'm not going to get offended at them and I'm not going to stop loving them yeah. because my job is to love them. My job is to forgive them. My job is not to offend them. And that's not just because I'm a pastor. That's the, that's the a believer, right? Yeah. All right. So then, you know, just looking at this, you can see there's danger there in offense. But now what we're going to get into is how do we get to offense? And that is major. But look, I just, this is a major key, and, and I don't feel like everybody responded the way that you really should to this key, and that is that offense is a stumbling block. And so how many people won't, in your race of life, how many people want to stumble in the race that God's calling you to? Yeah. And then I would imagine the answer is none of us do, but the issue is how many of us have been offended? And if we're offended or we get offended in the future, we will stumble. Yeah. So because they're they're directly connected. So there's we should have an absolute towards offense. I will not be offended. Yeah. I will not be offended. So then that's going to make the rest of this conversation very important because if we make a decision to not be offended, then we need to know how to stay out of it and we need to know what it looks like and we need to know what tr what trips that trap, yeah. you know, what trips the trigger of it. And that's what we're going to talk about. But we and we need to understand that that the devil is after breaking unity yeah. and he's after breaking covenant. Mm -hmm. And so he will the devil will try to call something that's this big to become this big, yeah. right? You know, and he does it all the time yes. and he's very good at it. And our flesh that is after the nature of the devil is more than willing to swallow that pill, mm -hmm. to turn something small into something big. Yeah. Our flesh wants to do that. Our corrupted flesh wants to, our spirit man wants nothing to do with it, but our corrupted flesh and we'll run with it and we'll say it, well, it's just the principle of the matter. And well, no, you're offended. Yeah. You know, no, it's an it's offense, yeah. right? It's a stumbling block in front of you. And so now one thing you can do is as you're reading the word, everywhere where you see stumbling block, you can look for offense mm -hmm. in that situation because they go hand in hand. And legitimately, if you look at the Greek word for offense and offended, in the definition, most of the time is stumbling block, yeah. right? Um, so when you see the word stumbling block or something like that in the word, he's talking generally about offense. And, and so you can see that. So now you'll see it all over the place, okay? And you're going to see, we're going to show you some examples of this as well. But one of the things to understand is the devil is trying to break up unity mm -hmm. because where unity is, God commands the blessing. Yeah. So the devil wants to stop the blessing at all costs. So by knowing the scripture better than we do, he'll just say, okay, I'm not going to come in there and say, I want to break up the unity, you sure. know, because we would be like, huh, you ain't doing that. Get out of here. Get out of here, devil. And uh, we, it would be easy to fight off. Sure. So what he does is he comes and he's constantly whispering to our flesh, tempting our flesh, like, do you know what she said about you? 
She doesn't like you. She thinks you're this. He thinks you're that. And what he's doing is he's causing us to get offended. Mm -hmm. He's causing us to get offended so that our offense will be a stumbling block in our unity, Mm -hmm. all right? And so that's what he's after. He's not... He doesn't care what somebody thinks about you or anything. He wants the blessing to stop. Yeah. Well, how many of us don't want the blessing to stop? How many of us want to have the fullness of the blessing? Well, that means we need to understand offense. We need to understand that. So now, before we jump into that, I want to talk next about the shield of faith because that really comes into play here, okay? And, and But before I do that, I want to open up to whatever y'all's comments would be on everything <laughs> I just said. So what what you just shared the holy ghost through through that right there just cleared something up for me too um like it's this entire topic has been so cool but you brought up the example of when people leave the church that for that has probably been one of my biggest areas where i've had opportunity to get offended and just because if if i know that they're not supposed to leave like the lord they're clearly supposed to be here and they choose to go that's been an opportunity for me but and i i believe we'll probably get to this later the distinction between being offended with the person and their action crossing my belief system right. clears that up because yes. you've said many times that for the most part, many people are not inherently evil. Yeah. People are not inherently looking to do malicious, awful things. Yes. So knowing that and knowing that it's it's not targeted toward me, yeah. what you just said cleared in my brain, you don't have to be offended with them. They're just crossing your belief system. Now, yeah. In, yeah. in this example, my belief system's probably more based on the word yeah so it's not me they're they're they would do something against it's they're crossing the word sure i don't have to defend that the word defends itself the lord defends himself i don't have to do anything yeah yeah so cool yeah that's that's (laughs) the thing we feel like we need to police everything yeah and it's our job job to judge them no it's our job to judge uh, actions, but not the person. That's God's job, and we don't have to police that. We don't have to say anything to it. Our job is to forgive them, not get offended, and love them. You know, because I don't want I don't want the wrongdoing. Think about this: if I let the wrongdoings of somebody else now cause me to stumble, they're in control of of my life and not me. Yeah. Because I, they can just press a button, an offense button, and I'm going to stumble. So I've got to give myself where that button is not connected to my actions anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when they press a button that normally would offend most people, has no effect on me because I've disconnected the wires from it. Like, I'm not taking that. I'm not falling for that anymore. And uh, I'm telling you, gang, get ready because we're going to hit some points here in the mo- moment. And and you're gonna, and I know at one point you're going to be like, holy cow, whoa. Because you're going to see this for what it is and just get ready for that. So, I guess and I, maybe you are saying it or maybe it's been said and I just, it hasn't clicked yet. But how do you decipher I am being a good judge of what is right and wrong in a way that I'm supposed to versus I'm offended? Like at the beginning of the broadcast when we started and you're, you're on your phone and we were talking, you mentioned that. Um, someone watching could be like, well, he's not, he's not paying attention. Is he, 
it's 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 right to esteem the broadcast. <laughs> is he just why is he not esteeming the broadcast? That doesn't seem yeah. right. Now, how do you distinguish? Um, I know you. I know your characters. I know that's not the case. If right. someone else is right. watching and they don't know you, that legitimately w could be an issue for someone. So how if that happens? How do you know? Oh, I am I am being a correct judge of this the situation in the right way versus I'm offended. Yeah. How, well, how does that look different? one of the things to do is you don't make quick judgments on that stuff. Like it's not, you know, wait till, the word says this, make sure there's two or three witnesses, right? So in that moment, you would legitimately have one witness. You're having something that you see, watch this, that, that you don't understand. You don't know what's happening you don't know in those moments. And this is something that I've said, I've said this to you, is, and you said it the other day, there's always more going on than what you can see. There's always more variables than what you're aware of. And I, we had to learn that, you know, we believed that, but we really got an experiential upbringing in that by pastoring. Yeah. Because I cannot tell you how many times somebody came to me and told me a situation and what they told me was a godly direction and everything, but they were telling me that this other person's not doing that. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, that's a problem, you know? And then I talk to the other person. Yep. And the other person enlightens me as to what was the rest of the story, Their right? And there was a whole nother set of variables that this person left out, right? Yeah. And what I've found is there's always variables. Like, for example, at the beginning of the broadcast, I told y'all to start, they were actually trying to just put the camera on you, which I, I didn't want that, but I wanted it to be like it was. But not on purpose, I wasn't thinking through that, but in the middle of it, I thought, people could get offended at this. They could get offended because I interrupt you, and people do that. Like with Brother Copeland, he would do that a lot. But here's the issue. There, what, what somebody may or may not see is, I know where you're going, and I know there's a point right here that it, that the Holy Ghost goes, somebody needs to hear this, stop them, pause them for a second, drop that nugget in there for that one person watching that's been asking God for an answer. Yeah. Don't just pass over that. And I might not know who it is, but then somebody gets offended because I interrupted you and I paused you. Sure. But I have the responsibility of running the broadcast sure. and hearing from the Holy Ghost where those moments are and where it's not. Or... I may know that you're going to, you know, from your character in the past, you're going to run on with this for 15 minutes, and we don't have 15 minutes because God's already told me where we're going. Sure. So it looks like I'm interrupting, but what I'm really, like if, if this was the scenario, what I'm really doing is taking the responsibility where they might be usurping it and going too long mm -hmm. in that situation. And it's my job to correct that because it's not just your feelings on the line. No. It's all of the viewers and what they're getting, we're here to serve them, not to serve your flesh to feel like you have to say something, yeah. which, which you don't do that. You have done, I have that. done that. I have done that. And uh, so it was my job to, and that makes me look harsh because somebody might not know all the variables of what's going on. They might yeah. not know that I sat you down last night and said, don't do this ever again. And then all of a sudden you're doing it again. You know, and I'm like, I've got to correct it. You've never done that. No. I'm sure I've done that. <laughs> We've all done that. So, but they might not know those variables. Yeah. And so it looks like on the surface here, so when you have two or three witnesses, you don't just look at one thing and go, yep, they're wrong. 
there, I don't like him. You know, that kind of thing. That's offense. And then you can shut down the word of God. You know, you can shut down the word of God coming through a source that God had a covenant for you because you made a quick judgment by one witness. Yep. All right. So you watch multiple times and you learn what you said, I know your character. So you'll watch multiple times to find that character so you don't fall for the trap of offense yeah. in that way. Well, even if you make a proper judgment, like let's say... Let's say I just missed it. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Marky because it makes me more comfortable to say. Let's say Marky super messes up and I watch Marky. So I don't feel comfortable. Instead of saying that, saying that I super you, messed up. He's my pastor. I love him. <laughs> because I'm going to be the offended one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the one? So let's say like I, I properly judge something. Guys, like guys, you. don't get offended. It's just an example. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I love you. But let's say like Marky messes up like multiple times it's a situation and I like have a proper judgment of this is wrong. Right. I, if I get offended, even if I know that's wrong, it's wrong in the word, it seems to be a character thing, I don't have to get offended by that. No. Like I can still judge it and know that's a wrong action, that's yeah. a wrong belief Without system, being offended. Without being offended. Yeah. And that, that's the heart of what the Lord was just talking to me about with people leaving the church. Yeah. I don't have to be offended and still know that they're probably no. off. I Even mean, if they get how it wrong. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so nice to know how, how to do, do that. that? <laughs> you haven't done wrong. I love you. You just don't. <laughs> don't take offense. You have to take offense. Like, I'm not going to let that. You've heard me make this statement that anything somebody does to you ought to fall off of you like water off of a duck's back. In order to take offense, you have to provide a shelf for it to sit on, right? Mm -hmm. And so you I have that. <laughs> yeah. In order to take offense, you have to provide a shelf in your life for it to sit on. And and most of us want to display it. Look at this at how look at how they have wronged me. I am holy. Look at what they've done. It's so true. Look at I it. I mean, I've heard stories about people. I've never had I've never done that, you know, but okay. <laughs> but you're you, a good waiter. <laughs> look at this. How so there's you have to make a choice. Now watch this. You have to make a choice. I'm not even going to allow the shelf to be there. Yeah. When that thing comes at me, it's just going to roll off of me like it didn't happen. Like it didn't happen. So when people do stuff to me, I don't take it personally. Like, might I be irritated by it? <laughs> yes. Might it frustrate me? For a little bit, but not long. I'm, I'm going to take that thought captive because I'm not going to let yeah. their, their decision, their dumb decision, frustrate me for an extended period of time. But, you know, there is a moment where you have righteous indignation sure. because, yeah, Abigail, my favorite instruction, just don't, don't do it. But <laughs> um, it really is that simple. But people are like, they want, to, they want to figure it all out and figure out all the details, and they need to just, just stop. You guys, stop it. And, uh, <laughs> but the issue is that if I'm going to forgive something anyway, isn't the end of it we're not offended and we're not forgiven if we do it God's way? Then why start? Mm -hmm. Why start, right? Like, why even start offended or start? So that means if I'm going to forgive it anyway and just let it go, then I've already, see, I predetermined years and years ago when somebody does something that 
I might have a frustration or I might have an irritation over it. And there is a place of righteous indignation like Jesus when he drove the money changer. He was, he was not offended, but he was in righteous anger. Yeah. Righteous anger is different from offense. He didn't stumble. He handled the business against the works of darkness. And he wasn't coming against the people as much as he was coming against the deception that this is okay. My father's house. Well, it shall be called a house of prayer. Yeah. And you've made it a robber's den. In other words, they were dishonoring God. They were not following that. And the priests were allowing it. And God had somebody rise up and say, this is not right. Y'all have condoned this. And you have dishonored the house of God. Now, the issue is God's going to have a, Some people think that's their job to do all the time. Like they take that one story and, and they take, you know, John the Baptist telling the priest, you know, that they're, you know, you're going to get swept into the fire and Jesus where he calls them whitewashed tombs. So they take those stories and they think that's their job. That's their calling and yeah. gifting to call out people all the time. <laughs> and so every day they're on Facebook calling out this preacher and that preacher. And that's not a gifting. It's not an office. My flesh so, so would want it to be a gifting. It's not, I know, I know. Our flesh, but not the spirit. It's not a gifting. It's not an office. It's not one of the fivefold gifts. It's not... Fivefold point one. There's not the point one there. Stop it. Stop being a having a critical spirit. Don't be offended. All right. Don't so, be offended at that. Don't get offended at this either. You know, I've honestly gotten offended at the statement offense is a choice. <laughs> like that's I know, because mean? we've been taught otherwise. We'll talk about I why. I know. <laughs> like the first time I, many I people, that. that's why I keep pressing that button, because it, we're, yeah. The first time I heard that was with Dr. Rodney at the river. They yeah. talk about offense a lot. They talk about how offense is a choice, and I'm like, Ooh. It's not a choice. <laughs> this person did it to me. Yeah. But see, now, when we make that statement, we have that belief. Now, that person has control of my life. Not you, which is unbiblical. You have control of your life. You've been given everything, granted everything pertaining to life and godliness. Not that person yeah. over your life. Yeah. So why that's that's unbiblical. So now, if you look at this, so there's a place for righteous indignation, but we have to make sure that if I'm already going to forgive and I'm going to not get offended. Why take it in the first place? Yeah. So it's a change of our whole belief system and our thinking that says, because the world, the corrupted world, the corrupted world and its thinking, whose father is the devil, has taught us that we should take offense when they cross yeah. me. Mm -hmm. Has said we shouldn't forgive when somebody literally does wrong to us, but God says, Forgive them 70 times 7 in one day. Mm -hmm, yeah. So either God's wrong or our thinking is wrong. Yeah. And we've got to be willing in humility to put our thinking down yeah. so that God's thinking can come up, yeah. right? And so I, made, I was like, well, gosh, why would I even waste my time being offended at somebody when they do me wrong? Yeah. Like that's a waste of time. That's a waste of spiritual effort and energy It'd be so much easier and so much more joyful if I just don't let it affect me at all. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> laugh at it. And then you start to see where the joy of the Lord actually becomes a strength to you because I'm not weakened by the offense. I'm strengthened because you're yeah. what you would have offended others. 
doesn't even take me down a notch, yeah. right? I'm, I'm in joy. And so somebody does something, and we're just sitting there like, we're just sitting there like, uh, okay, <laughs> you, know, you know, Pastor Brian, you're a liar and a hypocrite, and you're preaching heresy, you know? And it's like, all right, <laughs> love you, <laughs> you know? And I mean it. Like, yeah. like I'll, if that person called up and wanted to have lunch, I'd be like, yeah, let's go have lunch. Like, now see, that right there is an offense to people. Like, yeah. how could you do that? Because I've made a choice a long time ago, and I've lived by that choice. Mm-hmm. Like, when I say that, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, and people are like, mm, I don't know about having lunch with them. You know, I don't know. I'm just imagining all yeah. the times I've seen you do it. Like, well, that's like a that, good point. Like you should not, tell them. That's that. not pastor just speaking words. I'm not smirking yeah. for any other reason other than... Pastor actually lives this out. Like, I've, I've watched him now for more than eight years, and people who have been awful, <laughs> like, <laughs> awful to Pastor and Pastor Nicole, Pastor literally would give them the shirt off of his back. I've watched, we have somebody at the ministry now who left, and it wasn't great when they left. And Pastor continued to love when it did not look like there was any reason to. And years later, that person came back and went to pastor because you were the only person they'd ever seen actually walk out what the word said. So I smile because... And they're doing great. They are. I love, I love them, yeah. They are. The relationship's better than it was before. I loved them the whole time, you know, in that way. And it's really a testimony to the goodness of God, you know. But, but he lives it, what yeah. he's saying, which means it's not just theory of we can do this but it's really no it's here's a man who's doing it and it's possible to do yeah god's word works when we just decide that we believe in what he said yeah so what i and this might tie into what you're going to talk about with the belief system shield of faith is coming or shield of faith (laughs) what i really want the place that i really want to get to is it's not as it's not necessarily being offended at people, but like with what I mentioned with you, like if you were to say, especially like I'm, I'm especially in the past, if you were to say uh, offense is a choice in that moment, I wasn't necessarily offended with you. I was offended with what you were saying. And the issue was because I'm thinking I love Pastor Brian. I come. I. I. There's nothing wrong with my right. relationship with him. So you would say something like that, and I would have no idea. But I would like, kind of bump the thought. Like I would just kind of. You'd say something like That's that, a great and I point. would. I would um, dismiss that. I would dismiss that idea. It. I would dismiss yeah. the thought. But at the same breath, I'm like, well, let me hear the next thing he's going to say because it's going to be great. Like in my head, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm not offended with you. I'm not, my relationship with you is great. I'm just dismissing something that you're saying. Yeah. So it's kind of in a sneaky way. And I want to get to the point where I'm not doing that. Well, not, there's two problems with that. And number one is the point that I made, whatever that was or whatever it could be, um, you're going to miss the fruit of that because you bumped it because you were offended at that thought. Offense is a choice, I think. Yeah, but- yeah you're, but it's, Whatever it is, whatever the subject matter is, but you now you won't have the fruit of it because you were offended at that one thought. Then all of a sudden, you have now denied that truth, if it is truth. You've denied that the potential to help you in life. Yeah. So in that area, you stumble over that, right? Yeah. But here's the other, and this is the sneaky part that the devil's very good at is 
And here's what you have to watch. If I don't believe him in this one area, what other areas is he wrong in? And now when it comes to something that's really life-threatening or life-changing, we don't have faith for that to be right. And, And there's been a wedge driven in by that offense. And although you may have never decided... And this is what happened. I've watched this happen to so many people over the years. I've watched it happen with me, which is how I called it, you know. But the issue is you, you were never trying to drive a wedge between you and that covenant person. But when you take offense over one item, there, you allow a wedge in. Yep. And the devil will hammer that. He'll stack other offenses on top of it. And all of a sudden, that wedge gets deeper and deeper. And before you know it, you have somebody going, saying, I just can't, I can't hang out with you anymore. Yep. You're just not the person I used to know. No, they're the same person a lot of times that you knew the whole time. The difference is you're further away from them and your view of them is different because offense yeah. has driven that wedge and distance between. And all yeah. of a sudden you have somebody that burns bridges. Well, how, yeah. do, how, do you, um, how do you keep yourself uh, to... Uh, be attentive to notice those moments because like I said that's what I'm I getting at yeah noticing them so this is what this is where I want to get to is how do you how do you recognize that so all right so first of all in the shield of faith what's important to understand about the shield of faith is that um thank you Lord I was just <laughs> he was talking to me right there about about that I don't, I don't know if you noticed but you know a few weeks ago we changed this around one of the visions that you've given me is that our, our broadcast would be more conversational. And so I'm seeing it manifest right in front of me, what, what the Lord showed me. And that's pretty cool. He's mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, so this is part of where he wanted to go, some more than what we had been doing. Um, so in our shield of faith, one of the important things to recognize with the shield of faith is a shield of faith or a shield of belief. Um, see, faith... You can only have faith in the things that God has said or his character or nature, what's in that word or what he's spoken directly to our spirit. You, If you believe in something, but God hasn't spoken it, mm-hmm. you're in presumption and there's no responsibility for God to back it. Yeah. There's, there's none. So you can have a belief system, but it's full of holes. So you can have a shield of faith based on the word of God and it can't be penetrated. It will quench every fiery dart, the word says. Or you can have a shield of belief and some of it's based on God and those things will be good, but the other beliefs are not based on the word of God and those fiery darts will shoot right through there. And like you think you're protected, but you're not. Yeah. And so this is a shield of belief, right? In other words, my belief system forms a shield in front of me, and my belief system, when I disagree with something or something crosses my belief system, that shield will pop up. And so uh, an example I use is one I heard years ago from a a pastor that we love so much, and um, Pastor Ken and Valerie, and he said, did you know that on the sun, there's actually these microorganisms, these, these organisms uh, called zodiacs, that actually scientists have found that on the sun, there's these organisms called zodiacs that live on the surface of the sun. Did you know that? Right? And of course, y'all have heard this example before. 
and there is no organism on there. But as soon as I started talking about that, if you've not heard this example before, what happened inside of you? I don't know about that. I don't know. That's your shield of belief. The first time you did it, that was not my first thought. It was, pastor's so smart with science stuff. Man, that's so cool. <laughs> but, well, that's not most people's response. It's because science, I have no shield of belief. There was no shield. Wow, he's amazing. <laughs> there was open range in that area. <laughs> it was just there. Pastor could build. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, no, that's, that's not most people's response. But most people's response is, I don't know about that, you know. And um, Way so. To be smarter in science. Good job. <laughs> so. Um, most people are like, Zodiac? <laughs> On the sun? What? And what that is, that's a response yeah. of your belief system, mm-hmm. right? Now, that's not based on the Word of God. So it has no structural integrity to block fiery darts from the devil, yeah. right? But you still have a response. No, this crosses my belief system. Yeah. And so what you see is that offense is when your belief system is crossed. Mm -hmm. So you can be, in a sense, offended. (laughs) Joni was like, oh, wow, Wow. that's cool. (laughs) She's like, I was soaking all that in. Is that not true? (laughs) They're not real. It's just an example. Joni, you're my people. That is an example of a lack of shield. Well, that's an example of my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. (laughs) Because where you have a lack of science knowledge, right? You're like, oh, really? And the devil's like, got them. There are some blind faithful with you. I was there. Exactly. So. (laughs) Maybe it, it might need to be a little bit more like, there are aliens or something. Oh, no, that's a, well, that's a well-believed thing today. So, What are aliens? Most Johnny. of them that people say they're demonic. Joni so. says, guys, can we have science class with Pastor? <laughs> I like science. I like math. It's good. Because I knew it. I was there. <laughs> so what you see, though, is there's you form a belief system, if it's backed by the Word of God, it will have structural integrity to block every fiery dart. But if you don't have God's Word backing it, then the devil will shoot fiery darts at you, and you'll have a belief system, but it'll go straight through. Have you ever been trying to believe something, and you still got hurt? And then you're like, what the heck? And the reason is your belief system wasn't based on the Word somewhere, somehow, your belief system, because it says it will quench every fiery dart. So as we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and how that works, then the the darts start getting blocked more and more and more, but they're only blocked when they're backed by the Word of God. So I don't need to believe something that's not backed by the Word. Yeah. I don't. If I'm believing something that's not backed by the Word, I'm leaving myself, I think I'm protected, but I'm not, you know. Uh, we've gone and played paintball, and and you're hiding behind a tree, and you think you're not, you think <laughs> you're shielded, and all of a sudden the paintball zings you, and you're like, ah, oh, ah, oh, and it shocks you really bad because you thought you were protected, and that's the way most Christians' lives are. They yeah. think they're protected because what their belief system is based on, they think it's all based on the Word. Yeah. But it is not. It, I can tell you from experience, the majority of what American Christians believe 
is the majority of them have much large percentages of their faith, what should be their faith shield, their belief system that is not based on the Word of God. Yeah. Uh, for example, many think that fear is okay, that mm-hmm. there's a correct amount of fear. That's yeah. unbiblical, and that's why many people get hurt, right? Uh, they believed a lie. There is no fear in love. The perfect love casts out all fear. If you are in the presence of God, there's no fear. When you have revelation of God, you have no fear because you have revelation of how good he is and how much a protector he is. So their faith system or their belief system can be based on, well, a little fear is okay. And then that little bit of fear that they allow is an open door in their shield of faith. Yeah. And the devil just keeps hurling bombs at them and destroying their life. And they're blaming God because they're, they're blaming God because they're believing God to be their shield, but not realizing that they have this big gaping hole open called fear. And yeah. so it's, that's one of those examples. But now watch this. When I say that, when I say offense is a choice, when I say there is no healthy amount of fear, people <laughs> are offended because they don't believe that to be true. Yeah. So one of the things that you see is as soon as somebody crosses your belief system, that is the opportunity for offense. And what happens, what happens when somebody crosses your belief system, boom, that shield of belief pops up mm-hmm. and we feel, eh. And so in that moment, what you said you've done is I've just been like, nah, don't like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't like that thought. Instead of saying, and see, what would humility do? Is this actually based on the word? I'm not going to throw this away until I study the word out and be like a good Berean that goes and studies to see if this is so. So instead of just tossing the idea, especially an idea that comes from somebody that's gifted and called and has a lot of knowledge on the word, we should never take somebody in that role and they have the fruit to back up what they're saying. We shouldn't just throw away what they say. Yeah. We shouldn't. And if we feel, see a lot of times now, here's the progress. Here's the process. We feel like, I don't know about that thought. And then here's the issue. Why do we feel like we know more than them anyway? Like that's pride. Mm -hmm. Regardless of who. I might be wrong. That's fear and pride. I'm, I'm not listening to that. That's pride and the lack of humility, right? And I don't like that they said that. That's offense, right? All of these are wrong. All of these are the wrong ear. But then one thing leads to another, and all of a sudden we're not listening to the very person who's anointed to speak into our lives because we disagreed with one small thing, and you make this small thing this big thing, and now it's a huge stumbling block, and people leave the church. I'm not listening to Lunch Plus anymore. I'm not doing all this. And we don't realize, but we let the devil come past come past our shield of belief because we didn't have some things wrapped up in the word. And now we're completely out of place. We're not hearing what we need to hear. Uh, We think that person's out of love when they're actually not out of love. And look at, can this happen? Look at the life of Jesus. What did Jesus get wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Who was offended? How many were offended (laughs) with him? How many were offended with him? All of them, (laughs) like all of the people that didn't follow him were offended at him. Mm -hmm. Remember his disciples when he made that 
Think about this. He made that statement. He said, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. They said, this is a hard saying. What were they? They were, they were describing the hardness. They were describing the hardness of that thought crossing their belief system. Because in the law, it said, don't drink blood. But they didn't catch what he was saying. He was saying, you have to become completely one with me over top of your legalism, right? More, you have to move to faith instead of just keeping the law. And he was attacking that legalism and he was attacking that that thing that says, I'm not all in. Now, I want you to see this about Jesus too because this is really important because there's a lot of people out there that think pastors should not call people on stuff and they shouldn't like press the button of discipline on that person but Jesus actually saw this. He said, this is a spiritual bondage that people are in. And, and my job is to call this thing out. And he did it gently, but he did it strong as well, right? Yeah. And, he, and he goes, he says, you got to, do you think he didn't know what he was saying? Right. Like, do we think he didn't realize how that was going to be perceived? <laughs> I'm, you know, that'd be like me not realizing if I was about to say something on the line of heresy. I would know it, right? I would know this is going to push some buttons right here. He knew it was about to push some buttons. And he said it anyway. Why? Because he heard the Father say it. Mm-hmm. And he was right in what he said because what he was doing was he was trying to get them, like, if you don't come out of that legalism and move into faith and you don't, you don't go all in with me, you're going you're gonna to cause problems for yourself for the rest of your life. So he knew that was probably on the edge and on the line, and he said it anyway. And then when they said, this is a hard saying, and many of his followers left, he then turns to his disciples and goes, you want to go too? Mm-hmm. And now, do, you, do we think that the disciples didn't, it didn't cross their belief system too? Oh, I'm sure it did, but they, who chose right? that even though their belief system was crossed and they had opportunity to be offended, they saw the fruit in Jesus' life. They saw the purity. They saw the giving. They saw the love. This is even before he went to the cross. They saw all of that fruit. And, of course, Hebrews 6, 12, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. They saw the inheriting. They saw the manifestation of God in his life. And they, and they said, where would we go? Yeah. You have the words of life. So they, they recognized and they esteemed him and his words over their own belief system because his belief system was actually right. Mm-hmm. And they recognized in humility, mine very much has very much potential to have holes. In. Mm-hmm. And they said, help us find those holes. Instead of throwing the thought away, instead of departing from him like most of them did, they said, Jesus, in all humility, help us find those holes. Yeah. And so now, of course, Jesus was Jesus, and he never sinned, and we know that now. You know, they didn't know that then. I'm a man and a pastor, and, and I can't tell you that I haven't sinned, not even close. I can't tell you you know, that I, I, now I'm not planning on sinning anymore, sure. right? I'm not planning on it. And by his power and by his grace, I can walk that out. But am I telling you that I'll never do it again? I'm not telling you that because, you know, I'm, I'm not planning on it, but odds are I could miss it, right? So the issue is that 
as long as that word is not crossing a moral line, as long as it's not crossing a moral line, then we need to leave ourselves open to the possibility that our belief system needs to change. Mm -hmm. Who is it that's watching, that include myself, that doesn't need a change to renew our mind more to the belief system of God? All of us do. Yeah. Every, me, me, I do. Every one of us need to give ourselves to our belief system to be changed. Give ourselves to that. And that means we can't take offense. Yeah. So there's more on this topic we're going to share tomorrow. Generally, I'm not here on Fridays, but I'm coming back tomorrow Yay. to talk about this topic. Um, so because there's some more. I want to show you some examples of what this did in the lives of people in the Bible because yeah. it's major. It is a major, major thing. So if you enjoy this, you're going to really enjoy tomorrow as well. But before we wrap up today, anything else y'all would like to throw in on that? As you were talking, what uh, just then what came up in my spirit was just examples of people who, even when there was a right, uh, yeah. seemingly, to be offended, what the choice to not be offended did for them. And like yeah. the three that came up to me were with Jesus, the woman that he called a dog. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're not even worthy to eat the scraps that like fall from the table. Or, you know, yeah, when he, yeah. that story. She, he called her a dog. <laughs> like she's asking for healing, for help from him. And his reaction was, I didn't come for you. His, his first statement basically was no. Yeah. Most people are like, they didn't hit and go away crying and, and all that. She didn't do that. She was in humility and faith. Mm -hmm. And that humility and that honor of him, how she handled him, caused his compassion to go to her, and yeah. the healing came. Yeah. Then the story of, you know, Ruth and Naomi, even though that seems more minor of her saying, you don't have to stay with me, I'm going to go, that could have crossed something yeah. of why Why would you send me away? Like, I just lost your son. I lost my husband. You're going to kick me out now? Yeah. But she chose to honor her yeah. and stayed with her. And then, oh, there was a third one. Oh, there was... Well, I mean, Eli with Hannah and Eli, when Hannah walks into the temple and she is praying like from the innermost part of her being and Eli comes, it, it's Eli, right? Mm -hmm. Eli comes in and he just thinks that she's drunk and he like calls her on it and he's like, you're just drunk and get out of the <laughs> church basically. All three of these situations is a justifiable right to get frustrated. According to the world. According to the world. Yeah. And I know I've read those verses before in the past, and I've thought, well, you did a really good job handling your emotions right now, Hannah. And, yeah. And lady, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a good job. But I, I don't know how, if I don't know if I've ever let myself recognize, no, they had to mean it. Yeah. Like, it could yeah. not have just been a, I'm putting this on because I know it's a right reaction that would not have provoked Jesus yeah. if they just masked it to, I'm yeah. going to tell him what he needs to hear. Yeah, that it wasn't just a decision logically. This was their heart. And their heart was honor. That's where we have to get to where it is truly in our heart. I will not be offended yeah. and I am not taking offense. I'm not just giving Jesus the right answer to pass the test so I get what I want. Yeah. I am truly going to change the character of my life 
and I'm not taking offense. I won't provide a shelf yeah. for, for, for unforgiveness or offense to sit. And you it know? doesn't have to take long. That's what the no, Lord is bringing up no, to me. No, it doesn't. It's not like they heard the situation, then came back to it and handled yeah. it appropriately. It's uh, from all of these, these are strangers interacting with strangers. And in the, those moments, except for Ruth and Naomi, in those moments, they their heart was right immediately. Yeah. Like they got it right. That's who they were. That's a part of the reason why they're in the Bible story. Yeah. Because their heart was right. That's why a story is being told about I don't them. think I've ever thought yeah. about that before yeah. until the Lord brought it up. Yeah, that's, that's why they're in the story. Do you want to be in God's story? Then that's the kind of heart that we need to have. It, so, so here's the choice. Give my heart to God and be pleasing in the sight to God or give myself to my flesh and, and to the world's thinking because they've told me I have a right to be offended. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's not a choice. And so in other words, I've got to completely ditch the offense. I've got to completely ditch the unforgiveness and I've got to walk in what God has called me to walk in. Yeah. You know, It's like I'm not going to come close. I'm not even going to come close to that. Yeah. And uh, so that's one of those things where we really need to pay attention to it and make a real decision, make a committed decision that's not just for today, for the rest of time. And so tomorrow we're going to look at several Bible stories, and you will be amazed at what offense did and what it kept people from and how how drastic they went from one thing to the other. And then you'll see how we can find ourselves in those situations in the past, like, why did I do that? How did I do it? And it, a lot of times, the irrationality came from offense. Yeah. And you'll see how people could go from like being your friend one day to the next day being like a bitter enemy. Many times it's because of offense. And so as we move through life, if we will handle this issue and we will recognize the importance of being godly in having a lack of offense and a lack of unforgiveness, Oh my goodness, our life goes, think about this too, last point on it is, if I don't take offense and I don't sit in unforgiveness, how much more happy am I? Like, that stuff doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. It doesn't even bother me. Like, it's not, I mean, it might be an irritation, it might be a frustration, but it's not like this sitting, aching problem in yeah. my life. It's it's just easy. You know, it's just, it's just easy. Yeah the way it's supposed to be, you know? Come to me, take my yoke. Part of his yoke is don't be offended. And then then as we take that yoke and we're not offended, um, it's easy. Mm -hmm. So think about that. Is it easy to be offended? I mean, it's, it's easy to make the choice to be offended, but once you make that choice, does that make life easier or harder? Way harder. Way harder. Is it easier to... It, once you make the choice of not forgiving, is that easier or harder? Way okay. harder. So that doesn't even make good sense. And so I'm letting the person control me. It's a lot harder, but I feel justified in my yeah. flesh. That's not worth it. Not worth it. So just don't. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. There's a lot of reasons not to. So amen. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. You will really like this. I think you're going to see some more things about offense and how to step out of that and the power of stepping out of that uh, tomorrow. But uh, let us just pray right now. So just, Father, right now, we thank you that we recognize 
we recognize the moment. Yeah. We recognize. And let me pause the prayer, okay? It's one thing you got to watch with us is, you know, it's like the phone call, I, I, or me being on the phone at the beginning. If you just automatically assumed you knew what was going on, you know, surprise, you know, and it's like this, like, oh, they're praying now, let me click off. Maybe not, you know. <laughs> it, you know well, they're doing the offering, that's it, that's the end of the teaching. You, no, 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 no. You, that's why it pays to, if you're in honor, you just, you honor the whole thing, not just yeah. the parts you like. Love you, Bramford. <laughs> but watch this. How do you know? How do you know when offense is trying to come in? When you feel that cross, mm-hmm. like, ooh, I don't like that. Yeah. So many times I've been able to tell if I'm in a good place spiritually based off of what's happening while I'm sitting under preaching, mm-hmm. under the anointing. So I'll get around anointed people, and my spirit is so free, and it's like so receptive and I'm not having those crossing of my belief system moments or like, that doesn't seem right to me. I'm not having those moments under yeah. that anointing. And, and I can tell, like, my spirit's clear. My spirit's clear. It wasn't always like that. For a long, long time, it wasn't <laughs> like that. But as I gave myself to the Lord, I just became more and more clear in those moments. And, but then if I'm sitting there in a, under somebody who's carrying an anointing and has knowledge of the word and is rightly dividing that truth of the word, and and I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, yeah, like that. I need to figure out what that is. Like either that's demonic in nature, or which is very that's rampant. It's more rampant than people realize in the American church. They're deceptive and they hide, but that's if you're feeling that, a lot of times that's a demonic grip. It's a stronghold demonically, and here watch this. It is a demonic doctrine yeah. and belief. Yep. And what's happening is that anointed minister sometimes, many times, will sense that. They won't, sometimes they know who, sometimes they don't know. But their job is to go after that grip. But your job is to receive the anointing to break that grip. But if we think that the grip, the demonic doctrine grip, is right, then we'll say, what we'll say is, uh, he's just wrong on this. And then you'll walk away with that grip in your life. Or yeah. if you'll say, is that so? Is that really so? If, it, if that's so, and if that's your word, Lord, then I yield to you, and all of a sudden, in, in an instant, that grip can be broken off of our life, even before the preaching is done. Yeah. Because the anointing, his word is going out and causing people to be healed and delivered and all of that. So when you're sitting uh, talking with somebody that's carrying an anointing and preaching the word, yeah. and something's crossing the grain of your belief system, those are the moments to watch for offense and say, I won't be offended. I'm listening to what they're saying, and if I need to change something, if it's in this word, mm-hmm. I am going to change it. Yeah. I'm going to change it, right? And that's where if we would learn to do that fast and quickly, our life would clean up so fast and be so much easier. Uh, but what we do, what we have done, is we've held on to that belief system like God himself spoke it, like we could never have missed it in what we believe. And in a pride, we've said, we, no, certainly, we haven't missed it. Certainly, it's that pastor. Well, that pastor's called, if he's anointed and he's called, he's called for a reason. Yeah. 
He knows things. He's seen things. He's anointed to, to get things out of our life that need to get out of them. And he's anointed to put things in and belief systems that should be in there. And so if we'll yield, I'm not telling you just take every word that a pastor says. I'm saying yield to the anointing, verify it in the word. Now, if somebody's just getting up and they're never giving you any scripture over something, uh, then, you know, okay, fine. It needs to be in the word. If it's not in the word, you don't need to be believing it. But sometimes a pastor, you know, will say things that that is scripture, but he's paraphrasing it too. So don't be unaware of that. And uh, study the word, know the word, get revelation of it. But the way to recognize that offense is when it crosses your belief system. And it's going to give you a feeling like, I don't think I believe that, and you want to throw it away. Yeah. Um, or you, you get to a place where you say, I don't think I believe, I, don't like it. I think he's wrong. Well, that's, that's not a, you don't want to make that accusation without having two or three witnesses in Scripture uh, you don't want to do that. You're setting yourself up for failure by doing that, especially if, if there's a person of God, man or woman of God, that's operating in manifested power of the word, the fruit of the spirit, they're operating in love, they're operating in peace and patience, especially towards you, and they're operating in that joy and hope and faith. Uh, if you see them operating that and you still have a problem with them, you really want to find out what's the difference between their thinking and their belief system and my belief system so that, and, and that actually is a very good indicator of identifying those areas. Mm-hmm. So use that belief system popping up to help identify areas where your belief system's not based on the word and not based on faith. Utilize yeah. it. Like I'll use, So if I have something I hear somebody talking about, First of all, I'm going to examine myself. But second of all, I'm going to not allow that wedge to be there. I'm going to go to that person and say, why do you believe this? And if they can take me to the word and prove it by the word, then I need to change. I need to change how I believe. If they can't prove it by the word, then maybe they're still right and they just don't know yet. But I I need to keep that on the table and looking at it until I have proof from the word one way or the other. But I can't take the word out of context just to prove my doctrine. Yeah, I have to take the full counsel of the word. That's why I see a lot of people, a lot of people in, in denominational thinking, they have a doctrine that they've heard preached from the pulpit for 10 or 20 years, so they just believe that it's so. But they And, and all they ever hear is that pastors who's saying it wrong, their favorite scriptures on it, but they're not willing to go into other areas on it. So mm-hmm. anyway... I hope that helps you, but that's how you can learn where are the opportunities for offense. And don't try to figure out offense after you've done it. Figure out offense as it's as it's presented as a choice. Figure it out in that moment, yep. not years down the road, months down, days down the road. Figure it out right then in that moment. Amen. So, amen. So now let's let's pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for showing us and highlighting these moments. And showing us how to correct that, how to move and never choose offense, how to choose forgiveness instead of unforgiveness, and Lord, how to correct our belief system so that we see less and less of this and our spirit is clear. Lord, empower your people right now today over that in Jesus' name. We thank you. If you'd like to give today, you're welcome to. You can go to give 
www.org, and you can sow uh, cash out, Venmo, PayPal, text to give, give one time, or give on a recurring basis, cryptocurrency, however it is. We make it easy for you to give, but you don't have to. You just be led by the Lord. We sow this into you. It is free to you if you want to partner with us and the Lord's leading you to yeah. partner with us, or you feel led to sow into this word because you want to see this word manifest more into your life, you're welcome to do that. And you just go to giveww.org and uh, you can give however the Lord leads you. And he is going to lead people. He's going to lead people to give big gifts. Amen. Like yeah. he doesn't, it's not just always, he's always leading us to give little gifts. No, he'll lead you to give big gifts because this word is designed to go all over the world yep. and he's designed certain people to partner with this word. And if that's you, make that partnership connection and just be obedient to God. Don't give under pressure. Just be obedient to God. And whatever you're giving today, we want to bless it. Our job is to bless it and let it be supernaturally multiplied in Jesus' name. So, Marky, will you pray and bless that? Thank you, Lord, for every seed that is given today. We believe it is not just yeah. a donation given. That's that right. not what we believe. We believe it is being sown into good soil. And because it is sown in good soil and in faith, it will produce. It's producing even now yes. in Thank Jesus' you, name. We call every seed blessed abundantly in Jesus' name, overflowing for every good work to prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. We love you so very much. And we'll be back tomorrow talking about more about offense, <laughs> seeing some of those areas. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is. Amen. Amen. Like one of the stories he's going to tell you tomorrow, I had never heard it before until Monday. And it literally, <laughs> like, George and I talked about it all night long. <laughs> Blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, so. it is. Amen. We love you very much. And we will see you tomorrow. Here is Buddy to finish up and wrap it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today for Lunch Plus. We want to let you guys know a couple things coming up. First up, Lead 22 is coming around the corner. It's going to be next week. Um, we want to let you know about that. Lead 22 is going to be Thursday through Saturday. I believe it's the 3rd through the 5th. Um, and you can register today, um, and we would love for you to be a part of Lead 22. Uh, we also want to let you know about Kickstart. Kickstart 2022 is coming. Oh, man, we are so excited. If you can be here be here. If you can't be here, reschedule whatever was going on and be, I'm just kidding, be led. Um, but we want to invite you to be here for a Kickstart 2022. It's going to be a phenomenal week, February 7th to 11th. You can register today at bclife.org slash ks. And uh, we want to give you that opportunity as well. But guys, we love you. And we'll see you tomorrow at 1130 for Lunch Plus. Have a great Thursday. said 2022 will be a year lifelong dreams will come true. You're the healed of the Lord. You're the prosperous. You're the whole. You're the restored. You're the holy. You're the anointed. Long-standing faith projects are about to get finished suddenly by an unusual heart. Oh, he's cold. And you're coming up right now. You're coming up right now. You're coming up! 2022! The year dreams will come true! <laughs>